Welcome to the Hidden Why Podcast, episode 1057, my interview with Nina Simons, and we're discussing all things passion, purpose, and finding your why. Enjoy. Nina, welcome to the Hidden Why Podcast. Take two. Great to have you here today. Great to be with you, Lee. Thanks for inviting me. Now, we just started getting into a bit of a conversation about what you do and, and the organization that you created uh, many, many years ago. Um, but let's um, just recap on that, Nina. How did this organization begin and and what is the current status today? Well, it began in response to uh, people beginning to sound the alarm about climate change yeah. and the recognition that the mainstream media really only covers the bad news. They don't cover the amazing innovations and grassroots solutions and movements that are coming up. And so we started this organization with an annual conference, and now we have a lot of online media. We have radio series and podcasts and a ton of videos, and we do uh, virtual as well as live conferences. And we feature people from all walks of life who have demonstrated visionary and practical solutions for uh, transforming our culture and for healing our relations with ourselves, each other, and the earth. Yeah, okay. So lots, <laughs> lots about culture and the environment. Um, I mean, the website itself is, is fairly cool and informative, I would say. And um, mm -hmm. yeah, it Thank looks you. like a lot of great uh, speakers and uh, leaders uh, on there as well. Well, I love it. It's a real honor to serve it, frankly. And it's been an extraordinary education for me about leadership and and um, and how we're all part of one living system. And it's a false premise to imagine that the social and the ecological can be in any way separate because we're all a subset of nature, aren't we? <coughs> Absolutely. What was your background before jumping into this? Or was you it just something that background? came from within that you wanted to pursue? <laughs> Oh, it's a good question. My background was mostly in the arts and doing mm -hmm. a lot of theater. Um, but mm -hmm. I was really interested in transforming people's worldview and mindset. Yeah. And uh, then I got involved. I, I had a tour through a biodiversity garden before starting Bioneers yeah. and learned all about how the world's biodiversity of edible foods and seeds was being threatened by the same centralization and monopolistic control of the seed companies. And I felt like the spirit of the natural world tapped me on the shoulder and said, you're working for me now. And even mm. though I had grown up in a city, uh, I always felt a really deep love of nature and turned to nature for solace and for balance when I needed it. Mm. And um, so so first, I, I became involved in starting a seed company as a social entrepreneur that yeah. was called Seeds of Change. And yeah. then um, my husband was offered a grant to start a conference about all the amazing people he was unearthing. And he came to me because of my theater background and said, would you help me start a conference? And that's how we started Bioneers. Wow. So there's a conference. There you go. Um, really cool story, and and I know you work with a lot of people about and and you know quite passionate about purpose, um, and and finding something that you're passionate about that can give you purpose in life. Um, tell us a little bit about your work there, and and um, maybe that'll take us on a, a direction today. 
I'd be happy to. Well, <clears throat> when I turned 40, which was about 25 years ago, mm. I started being acknowledged for my leadership. And I didn't like it. I felt like I wanted to deflect it. I felt like I hadn't necessarily earned that title. And that uh, it wasn't something that I had ever aspired to. Right. And then I realized, because I had learned from Bioneers, that really the earth needs us all to be leaders now. I embarked on a long inquiry to understand, you know, how have we inherited some mental models of leadership that may not be serving us right now? Mm. And how are the people I most admire as leaders uh, redefining what leadership looks like? And so that led to my first book, Moonrise, The Power of Women Leading from the Heart. And then I started convening diverse women leaders. And I realized that we are reinventing leadership, <coughs> all of us. And I believe part of how we're reinventing it is to serve what we most love and want to be in service to. Right. And that's another way of saying what is your soul's purpose? What calls you forth in this life? And really, since love is the most powerful emotion and and um, <laughs> capacity in the world, I think, mm. um, what I found after working with many, many women in deep immersion trainings about leadership and purpose was that a deep inquiry into what you love the most and what breaks your heart is a great way to start to understand what your purpose is. And right. I've come to believe that leadership is actually the nexus point, um, the intersection between what we love and want to protect or defend or reinvent, yeah. what our gifts are, and what always gives us energy when we do it. And when you find the combination of those three things, I think you've hit a magic point. Hmm. You sort of talk about um, this this purpose being innate. Is that your sort of thoughts on purpose? Or is it something well, that we have to discover and pursue and evolve with? Well, I think, I mean, first of all, speaking for myself, I have certainly had to cultivate identifying a sense of purpose yeah. and cultivating myself to meet it. And learning a lot, sort of turning my attention towards understanding what really motivates me and what within myself um, gets most sparked when I engage with something in the world, you mm. know, and, and really sensitizing myself to mm, leading from my heart rather than from my mind so much. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and uh, reclaiming a lot of my ways of knowing. Mm. Well, it takes practice like anything else. But I found that just like gardeners cultivate a plant in a garden or cultivate the soil, you know, yeah. I, I believe for me, finding and growing into my life purpose has been an ongoing set of practices and cultivation that I hope I'm continuing to do till the day I die. Mm. What um, if you're if you're speaking with a younger leader, you know, today uh, in this world that we're living in, how would you start a, a conversation with them about you know them and their purpose? Well, I would ask them if they have 
any clear sense of what they're particularly good at. Mm. What are their gifts? And then I would ask them what they love and what they love, whether it's in playtime, in work, what aspect of the natural world do you love? Are there things that when you read about them or hear about them in the news, they break your heart really consistently? Mm. You know, I found that for many years before even I started working on environment, um, when I would read about plastics polluting the ocean and the die-offs of coral reefs, it broke my heart. Now, it doesn't mean that I became an oceans activist, but it clued me into the fact that I have a really deep love of the natural world. And for me, it's what I consider most sacred. And so yes. serving that is what's most enlivening for me. And honestly, I think we have to look at this sense of purpose and how we determine our path forward um, as if it's a marathon, because I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> at least yeah. as long as we're lucky enough to be alive on Earth, it's a marathon. But and see, so it this... has to be regenerative, you know? Yeah. It's, it's the day we live in where everything needs to be immediate, you know? Well, again, we have to shift our patterns and our culture. Yeah. And, you know, if we find what gives us joy at the same time as it's serving something we love, then it becomes regenerative and we don't mm. get burnt out or depleted by it, which is terribly important. Absolutely. Because I think we're, yeah. you know, we're all recovering from cultures that tend to emphasize our heads over our hearts and our productivity and effectiveness over our regenerativity. And we have to reorient really. Yeah. The, um, I mean, the younger people that are, you know, very impatient, I suppose, and wanting things today, what, what advice would you give those guys as far as their quest for purpose? <laughs> well, I would Did tell them there's an, there's an amazing film series they should watch online called Changing of the Gods, uh, that will give them a sense of the history of where we've been and where we're heading, yeah. um, as well as a new cosmology. Because mm. really, I think, you know, we have the illusion that uh, science and progress is what's going to always save us. But I do believe deep in my heart of hearts that it's the marriage of indigenous wisdom with innovative thinking and science and, and progress that are our best hope and yeah. also that we're translating we're transferring from a me-based culture to a we-based culture and what we should be focusing on is becoming really good at collaborating and being yeah. good partners you know and healing our relations again with ourselves each other and the earth because we all have a tendency to be impatient and self-judging and self-criticizing and in actual point of fact we need i believe to become our own best allies and then to mm. cultivate circles of friends and colleagues and family around us who can support us in the mm. ongoing quest do you do you it, see yeah, this me me culture to to we culture happening like I would have thought it's it doesn't seem to be going that way, but well, I you know I I see both forces happening. I think we live in a universe that's multivalent, 
and every energy has sort of difficult and light sides. And um, so right now, for instance, you know, right after Mr. Trump got elected uh, with Russia's help in America, uh, there was the largest mass demonstration of women all over the nation that's ever happened in this country before. And then the investigative journalism just came out that Russia actually blew apart the emergent women's movement that formed Mm. on that day. And so both things are happening at once, you know? I think there is a tendency toward greater collaboration, and there's also a lot of forces, particularly autocratic ones and fascistic ones, that are trying to divide and separate us. Mm. Yeah, true. Um, When when you're talking to uh, people about finding this purpose and saying that they're passionate about I mean, we're talking about bigger picture stuff, it feels to me at the moment, um, but perhaps it doesn't need to be that big because I think sometimes people uh, jump into the big dream straight away rather than starting off with something right. smaller like yourself with, the you know, the seeds, um, the yes. seeds business that you created, you know, something smaller that they're passionate about that potentially you can start on the sign because I guess a lot of people get stuck uh, and perhaps you can elaborate on solutions around this, but they have this big vision and they go, geez, how can I get there? I've never done anything like that, um, and it's too big right. to take off, even though I think the vi- vision and the, the idea of dreaming big is really important. Um, it well, often is a block from people starting. You're absolutely right, Lee, and I think, again, the cultures we've inherited have a bias toward bigness in them, and mm. I believe that the wave of the future is actually localization and yeah. starting small. So exactly as you say, I mean, I believe we are in a time of massive reinvention of everything about our civilization. And that means if what you love is to play with children, then you need to go work and play with children because all of our school systems and, and, you know, childcare systems are up for renewal and reinvention. So Mm. there are places for your creativity in every aspect of our world. And I I do think locally, you're absolutely right, that we need to focus on increasing our local food security and creating permaculture banks so that, you know, we're not giving banks our money to manage who are actually supporting the fossil fuel industry. Mm. And, you know, and and, uh, gathering in community, getting to know your neighbors, um, there are so many things that actually seem small, but frankly, in a crisis, what a great thing to know your neighbors, you know, and how important. And and given the climate emergency, I think we're facing mm, serial crises ahead. Yeah. And navigating them successfully is going to require both inner stability on a personal level and communal accountability and strength on a relationship level, mm. you know? Yeah. So, so yes, I think it's moving from the small, let it grow. And frankly, every hero and shiro that I've ever admired as a leader is somebody who started, who jumped into doing something without knowing how, because mm. they felt called. And so it's very common. We all have voices in our heads saying, you know, when I started working with Seeds of Change, I didn't have any business training. I didn't have a master's degree. 
I had to say to the board who asked me to become president, the only way I can do this is if it's okay if I tell you when I don't know and look for help elsewhere. And they said, yeah. that's fine. We appreciate that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think we all have to encourage ourselves to be bold right now and and know that this thing about finding purpose the wild thing about it is you can serve the world and your own joy at the same time. And that's yeah. what I wish for everyone. So do you think purpose is is more selfless as far as it's, you know, obviously doing something that you enjoy but doing it for, you know, the greater good as such? Well, it may not, yes, it may not look like the greater good. It might be, you know, if if, if gardening is what you love, it might be that starting a community garden is something you could do that's not only for yourself, mm. but both for yourself and the community. I think yeah. it's not an either or. I think we have to identify ways to bring ourselves to this massive reinvention that both make us happy and fulfill our heart's desires and have a, have a, a, you know, a common good element to them as well. Mm, yeah true yeah yeah what do you how would you encourage the belief in someone for them to get started because i guess that bold move um into something new that you're passionate about um the hurdle you know as we discussed might be the size of that dream uh stopping even the second one just by even starting small is is having that belief in self that you can do it yes well um a number of ways you know i believe we're all facing a tremendous imbalance in our civilization and our cultures, Mm. which is the imbalance between the human qualities associated with the masculine and those associated with the feminine. Mm. And I would say one of the first things on a purpose quest is to look at this, is to direct your attention inwardly. You know, Carl Jung said that the feminine is inside and the masculine is exterior and we all have an overemphasis on the external, I believe. And mm. so I would look inside and say, what do you like most about yourself? What do yeah. you think you're good at? Ask your friends to reflect to you honestly. What have they seen in you? That, because I think we all tend to think that if we're good at something, then everyone is. And it's not true. You know, we each have a very unique profile of gifts and talents and loves and dislikes and and capacities. And so I think learning about yourself is part of a very first step towards identifying what calls you. And I also think that identifying a circle of friends or family that you can collaborate with, because those people who are around us, who know us and love us, they can tend to see us much better than we can see ourselves. Mm. And that's a tremendous help, right? So I wouldn't try to do it alone. I would ask friends for their reflection and say, here's what I imagine I'm good at, but what do you see in me? And what do you think I'm not so good at? And just have a really honest reflection. And then one of the best things anyone ever told me about finding my purpose was to pay exquisite attention to what makes your flame grow brighter. And Mm. you have to pay exquisite attention because sometimes it's just a really momentary little 
poof of the flame growing brighter. But yeah. if you do notice it, right, then then you can pursue that because this idea that self and service are two different paths, I don't think it's true. I think it's a false separation. Mm. And so notice notice what lights you up and what you love and what you care about. And 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 steer your inquiry in that direction because that's what makes it renewable. Mm, that's right. Do you, and again, I'm just being the devil in the room here, but with that idea of that thing that lights us up and pursuing that, I mean, culture has driven us away from doing just that. It's actually tried to conform us uh, more so um, by pursuing paths that maps are more about um you know, buying the house and setting up a family and doing things of that yep. nature. Um, and I guess that's right. a, another roadblock is that, okay, that sounds great, but, you know, I still need to make a living and, and feed the family. Of course. And, you know, capitalism by its very nature tends to be destructive, as mm. I think most of us know. But, um, you know, my experience has shown me, Lee, that when you do what you love, yep. the compensation follows. And that there is tremendous opportunity in the world right now for social entrepreneurship and for seeing a need. You know, when I started convening women's circles, I did it because of my own need. I did yeah. it because I wanted to grow my own leadership. And I knew I needed to do it in the company of some great people. Mm. And um, so what, you know, I feel like it's part of the, funny dirty secret that i carry is when you invent something a form or a business that addresses a need that you perceive in your own life it can serve the needs of other people yes and, absolutely. you know and there are a great many instances where people i know have experienced hardship in their lives and as a result of that hardship or that violence They've turned around and taken a path that would help others not to experience that same hardship or violence. And that's another way to go, you know, because you heal yourself while you're healing other people in the world. That's right. Yeah. So more people that do this, um, you know, by you taking that action is going to help others do the same thing. Yes. And when, yes. even if it's in a totally different genre or, or field of passion. Mm. Well, that's right. You know, I mean, I was speaking to a woman recently who works with survivors of sexual violence. Uh -huh. And she told me that because she grew up with sexual violence, she promised herself that she would help other women who had experienced it to heal from it. And, you know, she's now this beautiful teacher working with hundreds of women to help them heal after experiencing the same hardship she had. Yeah, and that's a beautiful path too, you know? Mm. And I think I think we have to be careful not to think that one purpose is better than another. We have to yes. find the purpose that's right for us. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's that crazy hierarchy culture that we need to let go of and say, I need to find what's exactly well suited for me. And I think once you start on that path, even though, you know, it may not last that long. It'll take you on a direction that's um, more fulfilling anyway um, because obviously you'll evolve as as the world evolves and 
things will change and so will your, your passions and so will what you're striving after. Well, exactly. And as you take a risk and do that first bold step and then find that you've survived it and you're beginning to make money at it, mm. then, you, then you trust yourself and you believe in yourself a little more and, you know, and your path rolls out beneath your feet. Um, you know, it's a wonderful, Thanks. joyful feeling to feel like, you know, the world is rising up to meet you. And yeah. uh, that's something that I wish for everyone. That's right. And, and Nina, um, look, thanks for coming on the show today. You've got a couple of books there we'll stick in the show notes for people to to uh, have a read of. How best can people reach out to you? Where's, is it through the uh, Bioneers.org or? Well, through, you know, my own website is ninasimons.com um, or through Bioneers. Yep. And, and my newest book really is a wonderful guide that includes a lot of discussion guide and embodied practices for getting clear on your purpose and mm. you know that's available both in the paperback and kindle and audiobook so that's available too and i'm on social media as well so there are lots of ways to reach me and uh i look forward to connecting with all you in down under and yeah. I love that you're doing this podcast. Thank you for inviting me. A lot of me. listeners, a lot of listeners over your way as well, Nina. So, no, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for coming on. And, um, guys, check it out at thehiddenwide.com. We'll stick all the links up there in the show notes. And uh, make sure you reach out to Nina and have a chat. Um, Nina, thanks again for coming on. Thank you so much, Lee. And one Thanks-a- last suggestion. Yeah. On Bioneers.org, there's a fabulous newsletter. I would highly encourage everyone to sign up for it. It's not too often, and it's full of great stuff. Good stuff, yeah, okay. Yep. Fantastic, guys. Check Thanks, it out, thehiddenwhite.com. And until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. I hope you love what you're hearing. If you like this episode, guys, or any of the episodes that you're listening to here at The Hidden Why, please do me a favor by sharing it. You can share it with your families. You can share it with your loved ones. You can do that by using your favorite social media channels using the icons on the platform that you're listening to The Hidden Why podcast. Also, guys, if you're a fan of the show, please connect with me. Connect with me at thehiddenwide.com. I love to hear from you. I love to converse with the people that listen to this show to find out what they enjoy, what they don't enjoy, and perhaps if they have any questions or feedback for the show as well. You can stay up to date with all that I'm releasing here, guys. I do a solo show every Monday, a three-minute thought every Thursday. I do two interviews a week on a Wednesday and a Saturday, and a book review every Friday. You can stay up to date with all that by subscribing to my newsletter at thehiddenwire.com. Just enter your email address there, and also subscribing to the podcast on the platform that you choose to listen to your podcasts. You can also support the show, guys, by using the Amazon links at thehiddenwire.com. So if you like books, you can get all the books that I review there um, and anything else, really, that you like to purchase through Amazon. So use that link. It helps support the show. And we've also got a deal with Audible, guys. Audible is a fantastic way to listen to all your favorite books. We've got a deal with them so you can get two free books when you subscribe or, yeah, subscribe to a 30-day free trial. So check that out, again, at thehiddenwire.com. Guys, that's it from me. You know what to do. Go out there. Breathe more passion into every single moment. Do everything with greater purpose and in doing so you will discover your hidden why this is the hidden why my name is lee martin until next time peace passion and purpose see you soon